0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I'm going to talk about stepmom land, the pros, the cons, what I love, what's hard. Here we go. You're listening to the Disarming Honesty podcast with Jenny Hansen Lane. I spent the last decade or so studying emotional intelligence and the connection that has to the entrepreneurial world. Join us on this journey as we use every day as our teacher, as we pursue our highest vision of ourselves. The show is dedicated to vulnerability and mindset as we explore the necessary paradigm shifts it takes to change our lives and pivot into profiting from our passions. No more playing small with our dreams. Let's go. Okay, so a couple stepmoms have been like, you need more stepmom episodes. So this one's for you. The stepmom who's doing it all and, you know, is amazing. Stepmoms, they need a cape. They wear a cape. You just can't see it. So I've been thinking, someone asked me like, wow, you really prepared yourself to become a stepmom. I had no recollection. Like I had no, nothing in me that was like, I'm going to prepare to be a stepmom. But when I turned about 25, I read studies that if you're not married by a certain time, I think this was a Utah based study. If you're not married by a certain time, you, your percentage of marrying into a blended family and becoming a step parent was much higher because the reality that you're going to marry someone younger than you that's never been married that gap closes a little bit with age and there's no shame in that so when I was around like 28 I think okay the chances of me you know dating someone with kids it's coming and so at this same time I had I had moved, I had graduated college, it took me eight or nine years to finish college. I took some breaks, I did some service missions, I had a dislocated ankle, I just, it took me some time. There's no shame in that either, just for any of you that haven't finished or it's taking you a while. There's no shame in your passion game. So I moved to New York City and I take on this job to be a professional nanny life coach To an 18 year old boy A lot of people were like What do you teach him I'm like I'll let you know when I find out So he had some different diagnosis That I was going to help him through And um, the mother That I worked for She had never been married And was a single mom So she kind of did this thing alone And I really um, gained some clarity into that. Everybody knows, like, what works for them. And I think if you know what works for you, it's great. From that experience, I learned that what works for me is that I really, really, really wanted to raise children with somebody. And specifically with a man. I really wanted to have children and have it with a man. I wanted a husband I wanted my husband to be able to teach my children things that I do not carry in my DNA. I felt like I needed two DNAs to raise my kids. So being employed in this dynamic was so interesting. And I will tell you something that when you are not married, you do not enter into the compromise Of like the world of compromise because you're not working on an end goal with anybody else. It's on you and you decide. And while that's fine, I respect those decisions. I have learned from being married. So many beautiful things come out of the compromise, out of living in the world of compromise, of Um, not getting your way all the time and having to sacrifice maybe your time and energy for your spouse to pursue something I know that my husband he does sacrifice his time and his talents in some regard so I can be me and I can and I can thrive and there's such a beautiful component that comes through teaming up with somebody else for an end goal So this woman never had the experience to do that, but she did it on a sub level with her child, right? Because each child that you have, you're going to have goals and you're going to have things that you do with them. So like if she got, if he got a homework assignment and it was a book to read, she would go get the book and read too. And this kind of created a sense of helicopter parenting. So when I entered this role, I was raised by two parents, a male and a female mom and dad, You know, they didn't actually have the bandwidth to read the chapters that I needed to read and read the chapter books. So helicoptering was a really, really foreign um, aspect and principle and practice in my life. My parents were like, let's see how early we can teach our kids to pair socks. Let's see how early we can teach our kids to handle money when we had money. (laughs) Let's see how early we can teach our kids to be extroverts and, you know, get out in the community. So coming into this was a very, very, very transitional eye-opening experience because I'd never been around someone that deliberately chose to be a single mom and even um, have a baby as a single mom. I think that, you know, if you do those things and that works for you, I'm, you know, power to you if that works for you. The things that really taught me were, you know, the dynamic of living with this family is that a lot of times she did a lot of things for her kid, and I often wonder if that was because she didn't have the compromise relationship of a, of a partner to do things for, so everything's put into your kid, you're giving your kid everything um, in an aspect that's overly overbearing, because we all know that our job as parents is to create amazing little people and um, to do that they have to grow and they have to fail to learn and I remember as this boy turned 17 18 he he wanted to make a recipe so I said all right write down the ingredients and we'll go to the store and we'll get the recipe ingredients and we'll pay for them. And so he made a list and we got them and it was banana cream pie. And he got to the checkout and the cashier rang up the goods. And when it was time to pay, he pulled out his wallet and there was a lot of fumbling going on and a lot of disorientation. Been his first time having this experience and I kind of had a sense of a flashback like I thought of me as like a three and a half year old or four year old taking money to the penny candy store up the street it was a drugstore pharmacy that had a candy bar you could get milkshakes Yes, I'm that old. We would walk a block and a half up the street. If we had five pennies, we would get five Swedish fish. Now that I'm thinking back on this, like I really feel like this was probably an experience for the pharmacy tech and all the people that, all the old people that would go get their prescriptions filled and then they'd sit at the bar and drink their milkshakes. And to see little kids come in with, like, pennies, it's probably fun for them. So I I was able to have these transactions really, really early on in my life. And so watching him struggle as, like, a senior in high school, it really hurt. really hurt that um, he didn't know how to... He just wasn't seasoned and it was something that I never thought that I would be teaching somebody. So having these experiences of like showing the laundry and cooking and talking to people, talking to strangers in the grocery store was really, I think, empowering for him and kind of nerve-wracking because he was never really given those type of experiences. We became buddies and I think that um, it taught me a lot about, you know, do I enable am I enabling I don't ever want to enable somebody to not thrive and I don't ever want to do so much that they can't they can't make it on their own my sister Holly she's amazing she told me when I got married and I became a stepmom she said lazy moms do all the work I was like what She's like, lazy moms do all the work. And like, now I'm getting it. It is so much easier for me to clean up my front room than to tell my kids, pick up the shoes you just took off, pick up the pillow off the couch and put it back on. And, uh, it's like a, it's like a part time, you know, it's a thing to manage children. While I think that I do agree that lazy moms do all the work. And so I, I am adamant like, no, that's you pick up the pillow, you find your shoes And a lot of times we do things out of convenience for us when it might not be suiting our children's best interest. And so there were a lot of things as a, as this glorified, um, life coach nanny to this adult man child, a lot of things that I learned that I just decided, okay, I, I want to be deliberate. I want to, I want to fight for independence for my children. So I'm going to have to work on it now. So I had been a professional nanny for four different families from the age of 18 to 31 throughout college in between corporate jobs. I just always liked working with kids and I liked the schedule of um, being a nanny. It wasn't like you were really employed by any one corporate or you could set different schedules and things like that. So having so much experience like that was really good that when I became a stepmom, like he was my buddy and he is my buddy. And my job is not to make him an amazing kid, but to make him an amazing adult. I would say the nugget that I learned most is that I have to create independence in a child because I can't get, I can tell them they're wonderful, but they have to believe it themselves and and belief comes from action. It, comes from doing things. So as we implement hard things with our children, they're able to gain a sense, a stronger sense of, of, of self that like, oh, I do hard things. I'm awesome. I'm amazing. So if you're ever in the rut of, you know, you stepmoms out there of like doing things for your kids, stop and take a step back and think about how can I empower them and give them assignments and tasks that Allow them to feel empowered. Like, oh, I unloaded the dishwasher myself. Like, you know, the dishes are going to be all over in different cupboards, and you might have to work on, like, this one goes there, but that doesn't take away their sense of self of accomplishment. So, find little ways to incorporate your schedule and your assignments into your children's life. And as they do that, they will thrive and they will thank you forever. My family growing up, like, we chopped wood. We hated it. But, like, now we look back, those are some of our funniest memories. Like, always a sibling, like, running off to hide because they don't want to help. We're like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. Like, all eight of us have played that role of, like, I'll be right back. But we all stayed as a family, and we all chopped wood. We stacked it. And then in the winter, we brought it in, and we were toasty warm with it. And that's just kind of the way we were raised to be a team. And there's a power there's such power in, in community and that's what a family is it's a it's a micro community so i hope you guys are well i hope you stepmoms um chime in and let me know you know how you're how you are an empowered stepmom or a mother or an entrepreneur i'd love to hear from you guys i hope you have an amazing day peace out